session. Please rise for the opening prayer be given by Chaplain Dexter Wilson of the Kingdom Harvest Ministry. And please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. Welcome, Pastor. Let's pray. Almighty God, creator and sustainer of life, we thank you for your goodness and your kindness. We pray your blessings upon this session. Bless this council tonight, Lord, as they share and hear uh, these people speak. Give them the wisdom and the guidance they need, Lord, to help govern this city. And even in the hard matters, Lord, give them the fortitude to stand, to make quality decisions for the betterment of this all. This we ask, I ask it all now, in the name of Jesus the Christ, I pray, amen. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Please call the roll. <laughs> Ms. Graves? Here. Ms. Johnson? Here. Ms. McClellan? Here. Mr. Smeagle? Here. Mr. Thomas? Here. Dr. Wibley? Here. Mr. Alexander? Here. Uh, motion is to excuse uh, Mr. Riddick. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Smigel? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Webley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. The motion is to dispense with the reading of the minutes of our previous meeting. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Smigel? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Webley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. The motion is to certify the closed session. The resolution certifying a closed meeting of the Council of the City of Norfolk held in accordance with the provisions of the Virginia Freedom of Information Act adopt the resolution, Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Webley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Uh, good evening, and for the benefit of those who do not regularly attend our council meetings, our procedure is to take up first ceremony items, so we do have one. Next, we'll take up public hearings. Then, the consent agenda, which will be voted on in the block. If any member of the council or the public wishes to discuss an item, we'll remove that item from the block and consider it separately. Following the consent agenda, we'll take up the regular agenda items in the order as they appear on the docket. Upon completion of the agenda, we'll take up any new business to come before the council. To address the council, you should have registered outside of the lobby at prior to 7 p.m. When your name is called, please come to the podium, state your name and your address, and please limit your comments to three minutes. We do have one ceremony item. I would ask uh, uh, Steve Hawkins, come on up. Director of our Human Services. This is a proclamation for Foster Care Month. Good to see you, Steve. It's all of you. Um, we are serving as the primary source of love, identity, and self-esteem and support. Family is the very foundation of our communities and our commonwealth. And whereas in the city of Norfolk, there are 167 children and youth in foster care being provided with a safe, secure, and stable home, along with compassion and nurture of a foster family. And whereas all young people in foster care need a meaningful connection to a caring adult who becomes a supportive and lasting presence in their lives, and whereas foster kinship and adoptive families who open their homes and hearts and support children whose families are in crisis play a vital role in 
helping children and families heal and reconnect and helping children and families, thereby launching young people into successful adulthood. And whereas uh, dedicated foster families frequently and adopted adopt children, resulting in a greater need for more foster families. Whereas we are thankful to the numerous individuals and organizations for their valuable contribution in increasing public awareness of the needs of children and in leaving foster care, as well as the enduring steadfast devotion of foster parents and those working in the public to foster the system. Now, therefore, I, Kenneth B. Alexander, Mayor of the City of Norfolk, do hereby proclaim May 2018 as Foster Care Month in the City of Norfolk, and I urge all citizens to recognize the commitment of our foster families as they lend their strength to our most vulnerable children and to, and to encouraging all citizens to get involved through foster care, volunteering or mentoring to change a child's life. Given in my hand, this eighth day of May, 2018. Thank you. Good evening, Mayor Alexander, members of council. Yes, we're back again with another proclamation, but it's very important proclamation. Uh, we have staff and we have foster parents that are passionate about providing good quality homes for our children that for whatever reason are not able to remain in their own home. We're represented tonight by our assistant director, Denise Gallup, Camille Campos, one of our extraordinary folks who uh, was somewhat behind one of the efforts that we're, we're about to tell you about. We have an advantage in Norfolk that not a lot of localities have. We have an organization that we're going to tell you about uh, that is all about making sure that our foster children have everything they need uh, in order to, to thrive and also to talk to you about an upcoming event. So with that, I'd like to introduce Audra Bullock, the president and founder of Norfolk Friends of Foster Care. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Um, thank you for having us here. Um, Foster Care Aware Month is, is very important, near and dear to my heart. Two years ago, uh, I guess around the same time, I stood before you as just a foster parent promising to do a little bit to make uh, foster care better in, in the city of Norfolk. And so I'd like to take the opportunity to update you on that. In addition to adopting my son out of foster care and taking two more children um, from foster care, we've started an organization, a nonprofit called Norfolk Friends of Foster Care. And since then, we've provided over 2,000 hours of one-on-one -on -one in-home private tutoring to Norfolk's foster youth. That's over 107 students. We've provided um, extracurricular activities, 87 of them, uh, including YMCA memberships to over 64 foster youth in Norfolk, as well as their entire families. Um, we have uh, provided uh, camps, uh, camp experiences to some of the best camps in, in Virginia and are sending 14 uh, foster youth to Camp Silver Beach in addition to some of the local camps um, on the eastern shore. And what's important about that is that we're sending sibling groups that don't live together that are in care. So they get to spend one week with their siblings um, in camp. We provided over, over 350 birthday gifts and over 400 um, holiday gifts. Um, 
one of the most important things and one of the things that I'm most proud of is uh, an upcoming event that we have, and this is the second year we're doing it. It's called Foster Care Aware. And this event is held May 12th on Saturday at the Harrison Opera House, 1 to 4 p.m. I encourage you all to come down and see what it's all about. But we invite all Hampton Roads foster families. We invite all Hampton Roads prospective foster families and prospective advocates of foster care to come down and celebrate all the heroes of foster care, including the social workers, the people that are on the front lines, the foster parents, and everybody that advocates for these kids, and to join us in advocacy. Um, we, um, we hope last year there were 40 people that signed up on the day to take next steps to become licensed foster parents, and we hope to at least double that this year. Mm -hmm. We invite all service pro providers, uh, both uh, public and private uh, licensing agencies, to be a part of this. And it's, to my knowledge, the only thing like it in the state. So we hope you all will, will come and join us in celebration of foster care. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Thank you all very much. Mr. Clerk, I, I be one. Yes, sir. Uh, this item is receipt of bids pursuant to invitation to bid and notice of public hearing um, to accept bids for a long-term <coughs> easement for a 40-year term over City of Norfolk property located in the City of Suffolk, subject to certain terms and conditions. Mr. Clerk, how many bids have been received? One bid, Mr. Please, Mayor. Please read that bid and mark it for identification. <coughs> Bid reads, Virginia Natural Gas, Inc. would like to respectfully submit a bid for non-exclusive easement, 45 feet by 100 feet in area, for property located south of 3488 Godwin Boulevard in the city of Suffolk in the amount of $3,600, um, and it is marked Virginia Natural Gas, May 8, 2018. Are there any additional bids? If there are no additional bids, I declare the bidding closed. Is there any member of the public who wishes to be heard on this matter? There's no member of the public who wishes to be heard on this matter. I declare the public hearing closed. Is there a recommendation from the city staff regarding the bid received from Virginia Natural Gas? Uh, yes, sir. City staff recommends that the bid by Virginia Natural Gas be reviewed by city staff and a recommendation be made to the council at your May 22nd, 2018 meeting. Thank you, Mr. Manager. Is there a motion to continue this matter to the next meeting of the city council on May 22nd, 2018 to receive the recommendation of city staff and to consider the bid that has been received. I so move. I second the motion. Is there any further discussion? If not, Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Continue to May 22, Ms. Graves. Aye. Ms. Johnson. Aye. Ms. McClellan. Aye. Mr. Smeagle. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Aye. Dr. Wibley. Aye. Mr. Alexander. Aye. Uh, Mr. Clerk, we have C1 through C10. I believe C4 is being removed C5. 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 C5 will be removed from the block. We'll take uh, all other consent uh, agenda items in a block except C5. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinances and approve the consent agenda with the exception of C5. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Smigel? I just wanted to recognize the uh, owner of C9 is here in the back. Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. C5? C5 is an ordinance granting a conditional use permit to authorize the operation of a nightclub named Culture on property located at 814 Granby Street. 
Okay, Mr. Clerk, Thomas Morissette is here. All right. In favor. And by six zero vote, Planning Commission recommends approval. Okay. Tom. Good evening, Honorable Mayor All right, Alexander sir. and Council City Council members. I'm Thomas Morissette, 5204 Edgewater Drive, Norfolk, Virginia. The Neon District is a new heart of the art and design area of Norfolk. The Downtown Norfolk Council's efforts are paying off. I've worked for 35 years on many boards and committees, emphasizing the arts and the livability of the city. Downtown Norfolk is alive now because we are living 24-7 in that area. Downtown Norfolk is, excuse me, uh, because we are, the enthusiasm is moving to the Neon District. I'm not here to oppose culture, the nightclub, but here to emphasize one of their goals, in particular item three. I quote, to mitigate any noise or inappropriate conduct by patrons of culture entering and exiting the facility, which impairs the quiet enjoyment of the immediate neighbors. The quiet enjoyment of the immediate neighbors, particularly residents living nearby, unquote. I'm here representing the immediate residents and future residents within a block of the nightclub, soon to be more than just 759 and 801 Granby Street. These residents have already endured several late night music venues with continual noise complaints. With hopefully more than 100 people living within a block soon, we ask that the city require a sound mitigation plan. <coughs> I too in my 20s enjoyed going to the clubs. As this one proposes to be open seven days a week <coughs> till 2 a.m., it is imperative to mitigate sound issues up front. The residents are important. The businesses are important, but without residents, the businesses will fail. Downtown is the perfect example. Now that we have residents 24-7, we have businesses lining all of the streets that used to be vacant. I've seen it. I grew up with it. It's now alive and well, and Neon is next. As a past patron of the clubs and as an architect, I know that a nightclub will emit over 100 decibels. It will be almost impossible to constrain the sound completely, but nightclubs should be required to have a perimeter walls and ceilings designed to meet an STC sound transmission coefficient of 75 and provide an airlock sound lock at the main entrances with sound absorbing materials and be required to keep doors on closures not propped open. The glass storefront and doorways are the most pervious and these will be the most important to mitigate sound. If you're standing on the sidewalk across the street, you should not have continuous readings of more than 35 decibels. This should be a test and a requirement of all the nightclubs. The purpose of a conditional use permit is to ensure the residents of Norfolk are protected, and in this case, ensured quiet enjoyment. Not everyone living in the Neon District will be in their 20s, nor does everyone have a perfect day every day. But if we have some reasonable parameters up front, we will eliminate most of the sound issues and complaints, and it will ensure the viability of this new venture as well as others to come. 
We all want to have the best possible arts district with music, dance, theater, art, comedy, restaurants, bars and nightclubs, and residents. I hope you will make this a mandate in the conditional use permit and protect the residents' quiet enjoyment and ensure the viability of culture. This is what they stated in their application. Let's make it a requirement to ensure that we're all good neighbors. Please consider continuing the item until uh, the sound mitigation plan is adopted by the city and by our applicant. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Pete Clapel. Good evening, Mr. Mayor, members of the council. My name is Pete Clopel. My wife and I own the building at 814 Granby Street, and we've gone through a lot with these four. They're nice young men. Uh, going from uh, to a change of use, what the building used to be, uh, to change it into a restaurant and, and potentially a nightclub is a big difference. Uh, I would say that when we were here for the hearing before the, the uh, Planning Commission, none of the comments that you just heard a second ago were made or raised. Uh, that wasn't an issue then, uh, and it was passed unanimously by the commission. Uh, I'd, I'd ask you to give these four young guys a chance to do uh, uh, what they've implied to do. It's basically no different than the than the uh, the Marriott, I think that was C4, or the Little Dog Diner that was C6 asked for and was approved. It's just a little bit different part of town, but not far away. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Mr. Newcomb, what was the recommendation? Do you want to follow? I'm sorry. You asked for the... You know, what was the... Uh, the uh, Planning Commission voted, I believe, 6-0 at the time to recommend approval of it to you. Um, in our conditions, we do have a condition that requires all doors and windows to be closed when there is entertainment in the building. Now, at the hearing, no one actually appeared to speak. We did receive um, a letter from DNC, Mary Miller, uh, expressing interest in um, if this was passed to require that, or to ask these people to participate in the Neon District, to be involved in it, and to show sensitivity to the fact that there are people who are now living nearby. Mr. Morissette is um, uh, building a new apartment building that's about a half a block away. Uh, it will open soon. 801 Granby is another residential building that's at the south end of the 800 block on the other side of the street. But the Planning Commission, um, as I said, no one spoke directly. We did receive a petition that was sent in from some of the people who live there, and they expressed concern about noise. Um, we have not previously created a noise plan for anyone opening an establishment. So, Dr. Wibbley, then uh, Ms. McClellan. Um, these uh, precautions or provisions that one would do to mitigate the noise, approximately how much would that cost in I, a situation I do not like this? Right now, honestly. Have we ever required that before? No, we have not. For those of you not familiar, this is an area with housing very close. Unlike the gentleman's <coughs> mention of Little Dog Diner and, and the Marriott, there's um, residential really right there and has been a problem in the past in this area with another similar mm -hmm. 
uh, club. Yes, the, the 801 Granby was a condominium that opened years before anybody else started opening restaurants here. Right. And as the restaurants uh, and the night establishments have opened up, uh, we've had some issues. We've tried to correct some of those. Um, right now, I don't know that we have an outstanding problem there. Okay, Ms. McClellan. Dr. Woodley and I have had um, meetings with various residents downtown. Um, I've met with the residents from 801, not specific to this application, but concerns about about the noise. Um, I had a good friend who lived above Baxter's um, and had many, many, many issues. She finally left because it, the noise of the DJ was just so, so bad. Um, I, you know, I think it's great that we have a vibrant downtown and I encourage um, this this type of operation but I really am concerned about the sound mitigation and while we haven't done it before I think we should start learning from some of our lessons and I think this is a real issue and I also Amplified IT uh, uh, butts to this as well it's a business um, probably not working the same hours but they are a tech company and tech companies tend to work late into the night um, and so I, I would really um, like a, some sort of consideration for something beyond just simply um, closing their doors. I, I think this is going to be an issue. And um, I think it's part of doing business in an environment where you're so close to uh, residents. And I would, I would actually move to continue this with the uh, idea that that's considered. I would agree. All right, there's a, a motion uh, for a continuance, and that continuance, Mr. Mr. Daltrey, is in general? Or a date, a date uh, specific? It can be, it can be general, yes. It can be general, okay. All right, Mr. Smeagol. So if, if we haven't done this before... Yeah, that's, that's I, a good just, point. Yeah, sorry. Do you have a point? Excellent, go ahead. I'm just saying, if we haven't done this before... We, we eliminated the rule of um, the 100, it used to be 100 feet if there was any restaurant or, or bar, right? It was 100 feet within an establishment they couldn't actually open. We got rid of that. Um, we, have, we have basic requirements. Right. How many were within 1,000 feet of each other? Was your parking or your facility located within 300 feet of a residence? And we took those off as we started to grow along Collie Avenue. Right because it would have essentially precluded very much from opening. I just, my, my only issue with delaying this is that we, we have, there ha a problem hasn't been created yet. So I, I, I think it's unfair to judge a establishment before a problem's happened. I, I don't know, I'm just, I, I think it's setting a really bad precedent for future businesses now on every time somebody comes down and assumes that there's gonna be noise created from it that we're going to have to delay and continue. I mean, I think it would be better not to penalize this one. And if we need to develop a, a plan, then we should be working on that separately as opposed to holding this one up on that. I, I don't represent the area, but I, I just have that concern overall around the city that we're, we're doing that. I, I mean, I, I would rather have planning department's opinion on that. Would you guys want to... Should we be? I'm putting you in a bad spot, but you're an icon, any Lenny. So this uh, <laughs> a legend. So uh, that doesn't work a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, it it is a topic that downtown brought very clearly to us. 
there, the difference has been that many of the residences are directly above the restaurants. Mm -hmm. And when people were renovating the buildings, they failed to soundproof between their commercial development and their upper units. Some of that soundproofing got done after the fact uh, because the residents above were complaining in many cases, actual conflicts arose. This one is a little bit more of an area problem. And I don't know, um, you know, Mr. Morissette pointed out that glass is pervious. We like to see in buildings. We like to have right. open and, and visual continuity between what's going on and what's on the street. So if you start to wall off the front of a building, I'm not sure we've accomplished much. I'm not prepared to tell you how to soundproof it. That's beyond my knowledge. I'll certainly be glad to look into that as quickly as possible right. with our code official. Uh, Ms. McClellan. My other concern is, um, Mr. Smeagol, you raise a good point, and, and I'll concede, concede that this doing this sort of midstream, it, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, it, it's midstream and it's not. It's something that has been an issue. Um, uh, we can't enforce sound. I mean, the, the problem is now what, we have, what we're being told is by the police that they don't have a, a means of actually enforcing when it's too loud. So now how do we it, judge this? It, it becomes, you know, Bernard can answer this better than I can. The old laws used to be nuisance laws, and it was a judgment call on someone's part. Um, we do not have anyone who actively uses a decimal meter to judge sound. And, and decibel only is loudness. It doesn't, it doesn't um, detect uh, the bass, right? Which is really the bigger issue in most You know, and you have ambient times. noise in a city. If you stood outside of a, of a restaurant, you'll still have sound. You'll have cars. You'll have people going by. There's, there's ambient noise in the city. It's not a quiet entity. So it's a, it's a fairly complicated topic. All right. Councilwoman. Uh, Ms. Johnson. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Councilwoman uh, McCullen. I think that uh, Attorney Bish, uh, Pishko can address the sound because we do have something in place um, because I was dealing with one as far as the community. So, Bernard. Yes, we uh, do still have a sound ordinance uh, regulating um, what uh, volume you can have. Um, about 10 years ago, um, it, it was uh, a reasonable person standard and there was some discretion. Uh, but the Virginia Supreme Court required us to go to a quantitative measure and so that we have decibel levels and then you have to have machines to measure the sound so but, that but Bernard what Andrew is addressing is we're just talking about this with downtown and the police have told us that no in fact they cannot measure it and there is not a number that they can judge that says this goes over or above the threshold they don't say so, this one goes to 11 yeah so they have told us that it's impossible to enforce. And that's for downtown. Yeah, so, um, well, well, well they, they don't have the measures to do it. So we don't, we, we, we would have to purchase the machines that we would. No, I think they said the machines didn't work. But okay. Anyway, they said it's impossible to do. That is the noise ordinance throughout the Commonwealth. Uh, so there's got to be a way to measure. So that it, it, it's well, it's not enforced. It, 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 that is our NORS ordinance, and it, it is the one that Should is throughout the Commonwealth. So why don't we hear from the uh, applicant of uh, of culture? Because uh, some of the questions that we're discussing uh, as relates to 
what you plan to do about sound and some of the other questions. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. How's everyone doing today? Um, basically, um, I think some of the problems or, or situations that we have, um, they were addressing were the sound um, and the proximity from the other apartments and stuff like that that Mr. Morissette has. Um, and the fairness, I guess, of it, because um, everyone else, I don't think, has went through this issue. And the cost that it would incur on my part to make this place, I guess, um, soundproof. Um, uh, we, we, we've worked with the city so far. We've done everything they've asked us to do so far. We still are. Um, as far as the proximity, um, you have Icon. It's very, very close to all these other places, the Marriott. Um, you have um, it's a downtown area where you have a doubt, lot of different apartment complexes. Um, I don't think anyone else probably may had these issues or same issues. So I'm thinking that we're doing everything we can do as far as to make sure. As far as seven days a week, if anyone knows the special exception process, you kind of put everything up there. Not saying that we're actually going to be open seven sure. days a week sure. to two a.m. I can almost guarantee you 100% we're not going to be open to two a.m. every day. It's probably more so on the weekends. But we just have to put it up there in this case you want to have a special event. Um, that also goes, we're a restaurant during the day. Um, and we won't have loud music. I've just had a meeting with um, the neighbor, um, Tim, as you, we spoke about earlier, my neighbor from the IT company. Uh, me and him had a sit down and we worked everything out. Tim closes at 5 o'clock. Um, he goes a little later for his um, California customers. Um, so. He says the latest they're ever going to be there is 8 o'clock. We won't even open, probably, other than restaurant. We will not have any loud music. We won't have any subs or any bass music. We've already had this conversation with Tim, and we came to an agreement. Tim was here the last meeting that we won unanimously. Tim is not in the building now because Tim understands we've come to an agreement and we've reconciled our differences of any problem that could be had, had at that time. Right. So I've worked with everyone, and if Mr. Morissette wanted to contact me, I've actually been trying to contact him. We could have had this talked out and worked it out already. I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to make sure that everyone's comfortable uh, with my business because we are neighbors, and neighbors supposed to get along with each other. If you ever need some sugar, you can come to me. I have sugar for everybody. So if we ever have any problems or anything we can do, we can sit down and work it out. But I, I don't want to be um, put off again. We've been in this building for six months now, and we're just trying to get open and um, fulfill our, our dream and our, our business. Okay? Thank you, thank you. so much. Yeah. All right. So, um, Andrea, do you have something? So, um, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I think um, I'm still concerned about the concept of noise but I, I'm concerned about the concept of noise in this downtown area in general and I agree that it looks like you've done what you need to do I appreciate that you've talked with Tim he's a good guy um, and that you'll be working with the neighbors to ensure that there aren't any problems um, so I'll take my motion to continue off the table if I can uh, is that yeah, we have on it. That's fine. and um, but I, I do want, uh, Mr. Manager, um, I, I think that the issue of sound needs to be addressed and how we enforce it uh, throughout the city. It, it is an issue. And right now, what we have been told is it's virtually impossible to address. And that's not, that's not a sufficient answer. Dr. Woodward. Uh, 
to further this discussion, it's even broader than noise because the noise that starts in the facility carries on to the street, yeah. to parking. So even when a business closes at two, the noise continues um, and there's traffic issues. And I'm speaking of this not just in Neon, but downtown. Mm -hmm. um, when we stopped having the bar task force, uh, we stopped really kind of watching these things. And there was at a point now where uh, there are programs to help establishments learn to abate the noise. They start uh, decreasing the decibels of the band uh, well before the uh, closing uh, time, and it just kind of de-escalates the whole situation so that when people leave, they are no longer screaming at each other and they carry that out to the street. So I'm hopeful, George, that uh, I was actually going to email you about this uh, later, that we can maybe reinstigate those kinds of um, programs to work with these establishments to uh, try to uh, do this in less than just a policing manner, but really to learn yeah. how we can work. And, and I do appreciate the fact that you've been waiting for six months. I agree with Mr. Schmeagel that we can't come in on the back door and say, oh, by the way. But, um, I, you know, this is a broad issue that I'm hopeful that you all will start um, working toward because we want to have residents downtown, but we want to be able to live together. Thanks. Thank you, Mr. Clark. Mr. Yes. Mr. Yes, Ms. Johnson. If I may, um, Councilwoman Wibley, so you're requesting um, some type of monitoring for all bar and restaurants in the in the downtown area. I wouldn't not say just monitoring. I would say working with businesses to okay. understand how they can de-escalate the uh, disruption that these groups can have, especially when they're leaving the facilities. Okay. For, for all restaurants downtown. Yeah. I, I call it the hospitality team. Yeah. All right. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt Ms. Graves. Thank you so much for coming down and for working with the community. Um, as I extend to all restaurants, the city council members eat every Tuesday. So if you would like to get on the list to provide a dinner for the council, we do pay. And so we would love to taste the food of culture here at the city council, uh, at our city council dinners. I vote aye. Ms. Johnson. Congratulations, aye. Ms. McClellan. Thank you for the dialogue. Aye. Mr. Smeagle. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Aye. Dr. Wibley. Aye. Mr. Alexander. Aye. R1. R1 is an ordinance to amend and reordain sections 34.1-1F, 34.1-14B, and 34.1-19 of the Norfolk City Code 1979 so as to address the definition of taxicab, authorize electronic taxicab manifests, and allow color schemes of taxicabs to be the same for the vehicles of different certificate of public convenience and necessity holders. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt Ms. Graves. Aye. Ms. Johnson. Aye. Ms. McClellan. Aye. Mr. Smeagle. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Aye. Dr. Wibley. Aye. Mr. Alexander. Aye. Judy, thanks for coming. Okay, good seeing you. R2. An ordinance permitting Seaboard Building LLC to encroach into the right-of-way of Plume Street at 145 Granby Street with a bleed sign. 
Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Webley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R3. An ordinance permitting SC Royster LLC to encroach into the rights of way of McCulloch's Lane and City Hall Avenue at 201 Granby Street with doors, stairway entrance, exit, exhaust fan, and existing footings and cornices. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R4. An ordinance permitting Perry Glass Gallery, LLC, to encroach into the rights of way of McCulloch's Lane and Granby Street at 205 Granby Street with canopy cornice, egress door, and stairway overhead lift door, existing gutters and downspouts, and facade lighting. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R5. A resolution requesting the Virginia Department of Transportation to accept Bless certain you. additional city streets for municipal assistance payments and to remove other street segments from the eligible list pursuant to Section 33.1-41.1 of the Code of Virginia 1950 as amended. Ado adopt the resolution. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Clerk, do you have any additional items? I do not, Mr. Mayor. That completes what Mr. I have. Mr. Manager, do you have anything? I do not. Mr. Pisco, you have anything? I do not. All right. Do business. Sarah Peoples Perry. Good afternoon, Mayor Alexander, distinguished councilmen and councilwomen, city manager, Mr. Doug Smith, clerk of court, and city attorney. My name is Sarah Peoples Perry, and I'm a chairman of the Southside Education, Education Committee. And I'm coming from 405 Pendleton Street in Norfolk, Virginia. I'm here today to represent the Southside Education Coalition, for the Southside is a valuable, viable, versatile, growing community that, like no other, thinks highly of its history and maintains loyalty to its people. We serve our city with pride, without prejudice. We applaud our other communities where they show progress or improvement and await our turn with patience and humility. However, the time has come now that the conversation always include problems and issues that are on the South Side. I would like to ask that the South Side community please stand with me today. We appreciate you are not closing our resource centers. We appreciate you're not having anything to close or, or thought of closing our recreation centers. Thank you, guys. We ask that you think hard and long about the programs that are proposed for our children. We truly do need our recreation centers. However, we need adequate recreational programs that would move our children toward the future, giving them access or a doorway into the future as productive contributing citizens. We ask that you consider, consider the small smoke and dust that we have on the South Side, because we have a great deal of problems with our children with asthma and breathing issues. We also want you to consider the bumpy roads. We don't really enjoy riding down Wilson Road with our cars like a roller coaster. There are a lot of potholes on Wilson Road. So make a consideration and for immediate repairs, appropriate repairs of Wilson Road. We are a community of integrity, perseverance, dedication, commitment, love, and most of all, service to mankind in our city. We do not and want, we do not want or wish our dreams deferred, our hopes smashed, our aspirations smothered, 
our values ignored. But remember this, if we don't get results, or if we do, this will not be our last time coming to City Hall. Thank you for your listening ear and blessings to each and every one of you. Thank you. Janice McKee. Good evening, Mayor, Council Members, City Manager, City Attorney, and always the City Clerk. I think he has the hottest job in the world. He has, keeps it moving. Um, tonight, I want to address something that I um, begin to study, and it's about the Elizabeth River. We are getting ready to develop this great Elizabeth River program. But everything that's going to go to the Elizabeth River is still on the other side of the Campostello Bridge. The other side of the Campostello Bridge is the Elizabeth River, too. It is an open waterway where the old giant open-air market was would be a perfect docking for canoeing. We could put a trail over there. The trail goes all the way around. It goes and it connects to Chesapeake. And it's like we get forgotten. We have that ugly shipyard look over there. You know, I'd like to see people come. Dr. Wibley, I want to tell you, I watched people during election day when I worked the polls come and take those bicycles out of those racks. They rode them across the Campostella Bridge. He rode it back across the Campostella Bridge. Um, he's, the, the young man is getting ready to do a um, triathlon. Uh, two ladies who exercise daily drive their cars up, park their cars, they said they've been doing it for a month. They've been doing it. No, they've been doing it ever since they saw the racks and figured it out. Then they stood there and they downloaded it, and we found out about the secret with the downloading on the bikes. So now everybody want to ride the bikes. See, so it is a fallacy to think that we on the south side do not utilize things that are brought over to the south side. The other thing that's exciting about the south side is the fact that we have a pool that can teach safety for swimming and introduce some classes to canoeing, because we're right at the water. But we would have to go all the way across the Calvastella Bridge to go over there if we go somewhere else. Everything is all the way over there when we have everything right over here. Every now and then, it kind of bothers me that um, studies stop on that side of the bridge, except for the bike trail. That was, that's the only thing, the bike trail. She and she and I had a conversation, Dr. Wibley and I, about the hill that sits beside that used to be the city dump. So I know that she, when she rides, she looked at our community when she rode. But when they did the planning for the Elizabeth River project, <coughs> they stayed over there in Chesterfield Heights. They didn't come over on our side of the bridge. <coughs> we have a beautiful waterway over there. Also, um, I wanted to um, address the new, the new picture of the planning commission. I am curious to know why it is not, um, in 2018, why isn't it not diverse? Think about it. Look at the picture. Have a good one. Thank you. Do you want to say anything about the trail? Do you want to say anything about the trail? The budget book? Well, Janice. Yeah. 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 I just was going to say, you know, part of the, I know you were talking about the Elizabeth River Project, but also the Elizabeth River Trail. Our right. plans are to continue it over to Southside. So you come my way? Yep, and connect with the Greenway, all you know, with See? Chesapeake and, and the Capitol Trail. So stay tuned. 
Okay. I'm going to hold you to it now. may not be in your even though my you, lifetime. Even though you're leaving, I'm going to hold you to it. I'm not going far. I've got your back. She's going to be the chair of that committee. Yeah. Yeah. We have boards and commissions that we're going to appoint Dr. Woodland to, Janice, so she won't be going far. <laughs> Hold on to her. The golf commission. <laughs> Lawrence Brown. <laughs> Good evening, Mayor Alexander, City Manager, Council. My name is Lawrence Brown. I reside at 925 Waltham Street, Norfolk, Virginia. I'm here tonight speaking on behalf of the South Side and the community of the South Side and the president of Campus Stella Heights Civic League. My purpose here tonight is to talk about our resource centers at Oakleaf and Diggs. Of course, I heard earlier this evening that some of that has been restored, but I just want to bring to the point uh, that the center is a vital part of our community, which provides our community with the opportunity to explore the past and the future through technology. Uh, the center provides our community with a safe haven for our children and adults who live and work on the South Side. Uh, we are here tonight as a strong, proud community to stand with our city leaders. The community applauds the leaders and their commitment to provide the highest standard of living to our citizens on the South Side. The South Side is a vital part of the future of this city, and the community is a vital part of this city. Our schools and families and businesses are important to our community. Our community will continue to fight the good fight to recognize us as a vital part of the community. Our leaders will be held accountable to provide the South Side with the resources, the equipment, and the financial resources to help our centers to continue to operate. So in closing, I would ask the South Side again to stand up and be recognized in solidarity. So again, thank you. Thank you. Bridget Tool. Good evening. Good evening. Mayor, city councilman, city manager. I am a registered voter, and I would like to say I am disabled and I am a felon as well. And I've strived very hard to find a job here in the city of Norfolk. My disability did get suspended, but when I needed a job the most, I had to go to Virginia Beach to get employment. So. God blessed me with two jobs in Virginia Beach, the town center. I work at town center IHOP and town center McDonald's. Thank you. And I will vote. And I always vote. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Rodney Hammonds. Mayor, good evening. good evening, Mayor Alexander. Mayor, City Council, City Manager, thank you for this opportunity. I'm here to share uh, something. My name is Rodney Hammonds. I'm a pastor in a church at New Life Christian Center, Ocean View. Also, I'm the director, along with my wife, of the storehouse. We're outreach to the community. We've been in the community for 32 years. And one of the first things that happened when I first came to the community was 
uh, I came to find out how we could help the community, how we could better the community. So I was looking to see where the community were meeting and what was a viable place in the community. And I found there was a basketball court. And there was a basketball, and this is where the community met, young men, older men, teenagers. And it was a valuable place in the community. And so it was on the Fourth Bay area of Ocean View. And so my heart was just to, of course, I play basketball. So I, I wanted to get to know the people in, in, in the community. So I went out, brought my son out, and we started playing. And this was a very important part of the community. Uh, recently, um, this basketball court was torn down. And it had been there before I even got there. And it was a very important aspect of our community. And we're, we're really concerned that, that the citizens and residents are concerned because we needed that, and the kids need this. Um, you guys know, as well as I do, when the people are idle, children, adults are idle, then things happen, um, like crime, violence. And so uh, this, is, this was a very valuable part and a positive part of our community. And so my heart is, and a community heart is, that we would like to have this court replaced. We would like to have it repaved. And there to be a, another, continue to be a valuable part of our community. Um, I want to see young people have something to do. We have another basketball court at the other end of Ocean View, uh, the, the West End, and it is also going to get ready to be torn down, the West Ocean View. They're going to move the senior center, and they're going to tear that down. Well, people have been meeting there, young people, older people, for as long as I've been in Ocean View. And so now we're losing spaces and places for positive interaction in our community. And we need more. We don't need less. We need more. Um, we, we want kids to get out. We want them to be able to play. We want them to stay active. I know there's this popular theme now, get out and play. But how many of you know you can't get out and play if there's no way out to play? There's no court, there's nowhere to play. No, kids are basically playing in the streets, and that's what their activities are now. And of course, it'll lead eventually to uh, other activities that we don't want in our community. And so my heart is, as a community leader, as a pastor, is to encourage more activities, more places for kids to, to go out and play. And um, our, our, that means my time up? Okay. Finish your thoughts, sir. Thank you. So finally, I want to say this, that uh, if we could do this, uh, maybe there could be some kind of reconstruction of the plan in the Bay Oaks Park. It would be awesome for us and for the community and for the future of East Ocean View. And thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. Michael Stanley. And when you come to the podium, please state your name and your address so the, uh, the record will reflect you were here. Hi, my name is Michael Stanley, Councilman. Mr. Mayor, um, I just wanted to say that I came to the Ocean View community about two and a half years ago. Um, I was lucky enough to go to the rec center, play some basketball, I met the Reverend, and um, he was very friendly to me. I met many different people. I was lucky enough to, you know, keep coming back, and they recognized me, and it was, it was just really important to me coming to the community and immediately making new friends. It was, it was very easy. And... Soon I learned of, of the outdoor basketball court, and I went there, and, and people I knew, I see new faces every time I go, and I just wanted to be here to support Reverend and say that uh, I think this is very important for the community and many other people other than just me. But I, I was very happy to, hear, very happy to have it here, and I would be uh, 
it, it would be a shame if people couldn't have the same opportunity as me coming to the community and seeing this basketball court torn down. So uh, thank you for hearing us. And, thank you, uh, Michael. Yeah. James Jarman. Good afternoon, Council. James Jarman, Jr., 5503 Barn Hollow in the Poplar Hall section of Norfolk. Um, as you may have noted, I'm not a resident uh, with the South Side, but however, uh, since my legacy attend school there, I identify deeply with those uh, persons for the last few years, uh, and I have taken up their cause. Uh, However, tonight I'm here on a bit of a different matter. Um, this week is Teacher Appreciation uh, Week for the teachers. And I did not want the South Side and the teachers that work the hardest in the most extenuating circumstances in the hard to staff schools uh, with the underprivileged to go forgotten or unnoticed. So as to set example that my father set for me, I have arranged to appreciate the <laughs> teachers in a dinner on Thursday at 6 p.m. I have afforded the clerk uh, the address and the venue. Uh, I have rented a private buffet area I would extend that invitation to council inclusively, the clerk, the city manager, uh, Mr. Pisco, and everyone in an effort to give you uh, a venue which you can meet those teachers and see those people. And more importantly, you may be able to open a window and get insight into the misrepresentation that the school board has afforded you with respect to that area and those teachers and their abilities and their circumstances. Uh, I'm glad, Councilman Williams, that you brought up the Tuesday restaurants. Uh, I was taught food tastes better when it's free. <laughs> <laughs> this is on my dime. It's free. Uh, I picked somewhere I thought everybody could get something they like. And it is to show my uh, express appreciation for the teachers and the South Side. And I was taught that you lead by example. So I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Amen. Amen. Danny Lee again. Mr. Mayor, I yes, think it's Ms. only fair uh, that we uh, let Mr. Jarman know if none of us show up, it's because we will be here at City Hall on Thursday for the real estate assessment hearings. <laughs> it's not that we don't care, but it's that we have a scheduled hearing that is here. And I think it starts at 6 or 6.30. Okay, it starts at 6 o'clock. So just in case we don't show up, it's not because we don't care, but it's because we're otherwise occupied here at City Hall. 
<laughs> My name is Danny Lee again. I reside at 3844 Dare Circle. Now, last week I stepped out of character and, and congratulated you because you began to gather the, the concept uh, that I've been preaching for the last eight years, which was to include the citizens uh, in decision-making processes and to uh, envelop them uh, in working with the city. Um, and also, it gives me hope that within my lifetime, before I die, uh, y'all will decide that you will answer two simple questions that I have been here for eight years. Uh, one is, why did you pass uh, rules and regulations that would strip uh, the, myself and the rest of the citizens of their First Amendment rights? Uh, why was it passed and why is it still on the books? Uh, the second one is simple. Uh, do you support uh, any racist or bullying behaviors from council members who have attempted to intimidate uh, and subjugate people to that behavior? Uh, just two things uh, that I have been challenging you with over and over and over again. Um, hopefully you're moving in that direction. Uh, but I will leave you with uh, the brilliant statement that Mr. Smith made downstairs. Uh, and that was, uh, if we take the time to explain to the citizens what we're doing and why we're doing it, they may not always agree with us, but they will at least understand. And that is uh, a very, very wise piece of information. Thank you. Yes, Mr. Smeagol. Yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, many of you know this week is uh, National Teacher Appreciation Week, and today is National Teacher Appreciation Day. And so one way that you can recognize uh, this week is go on your social media and um, post a memory or something of a teacher who made a difference in your life. We need to be inspiring more young people to become educators. Um, it's been a rewarding career for me for 18 years. Um, and I would love for other people, I know Ms. Johnson as well, other people to experience that. So if you can go out and say something nice on Facebook or Twitter about a former teacher, that's one way of celebrating uh, the work that they do every day. Thank you. Yes, Ms. Graves. Um, I just want to say to the Southside Committee, thank y'all for coming down. Oops. Thank y'all for coming down um, from the Southside. And I hope that you all will work with um, Daryl Crittenden and our city manager, one of the issues that we have is with programming and with the lack of usage for the centers that we had proposed to close and keeping them open with nobody in there is not something that we can afford to do. So we want to work with you and our staff that works every day um, wants to work with you to help get kids in there and help help our children to be the very best that they can be. So I'm hopeful that um, we can take this opportunity to utilize um, your expertise and our facilities and help our, ch help our children be great. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let me join Councilwoman Graves in thanking all of uh, my, my family and friends uh, from, from the South Side. It's so good to see all of you. Uh, thank you for your expressions and your concerns uh, for the South Side, and more importantly, for, for the entire community. It's good to see all of you. I hope that you will come up and, uh, and greet us before you depart. Meetings adjourned. All right.